Hello listener, this is Alex from the Fumbled Anthology. Liam, myself and our cast are very excited to share this playthrough with you, but it would be remiss of us not to inform you that this particular series contains depictions of sexual violence and domestic violence, so listener discretion is advised. If this brings up anything for you, I put some resources that may help in the show notes. Thank you for listening. Now, on with the show. Previously on Cold Warning. Tonight, I introduce Joseph and Marilyn to the master. I'm looking for my goddaughter Marilyn. One night, I saw Marilyn looking up at the stars, you know? It's like a sick bird or something. See this? It, it's cold. It's too cold. It shouldn't be a light, but it is. Uh, and it could be a superbug. I don't know. And I came up to, to, to Bangor to find out where it came from. And it came from Marilyn Sutton. And apparently she might be up here, but no one up here seems to know her. All right. Do you have this? Do you have this woman's ad- address? And he gives you a, um, a discharge letter signed by Patrick O'Shea. Police are still looking for uh, Patrick O'Shea. Uh, if anyone's seen him, please don't approach, but contact the police directly. He took Marilyn as his bride, and used his humble servant as the bridegroom for the consummation. No, this is written by Stuart. It says Joseph is dead. My brother confronted me about it tonight. This is written by Stuart. I have. A, I had a patient. Uh, down in Bangor, his name was Joseph Sutton. And I think something terrible has happened here. Just two red stars burning in the black sky above. She she said she was going to just read my palm or something, and then she touched my palm. And then... Help me. Help me. You're telling me that my goddaughter's husband has shot himself and has passed away. What proof do you have of this? That's what they're saying in the papers, miss. You're pretty sure that Joseph had a brother. Evan, the manager, he can't be trusted. Whatever you do, don't let anyone near the guest cabin. There's a guest cabin. Now, I await the Messiah. And then, through uh, maybe not so polite questioning by Teddy to Ashchak. Where the fuck's the guest cabin, Ashchak? Ashchak revealed that someone is possibly ill in that guest cabin. The snow will run crimson with blood and the winter winds shriek out his coming. Avery, move back from the damn door. I'm looking for my goddaughter. I ain't here about masters. I ain't here about anything else. I want my baby girl. All of a sudden, you feel a shotgun pellet goes directly into your chest. <sighs> I just need fire. I need fire. I want to burn. I want to burn her. I want to burn everything. Percy, what the fuck? I just go and pick up a log with my hand. You start to hear howling. Greg, take Percy. All right, Point Dexter, you're coming with me. Do you find Marilyn? Don't go in there. Marilyn, where are you? Then the son will stride the winds with the father. She looks terrible. She's bloated. She's covered in blue mucus and bile, and the smell coming from this room is just rancid. And turn the world towards madness. All that baby girl wanted was to be just amazing she was a lot in my lap and just tears smash 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 and as you watch marilyn with her head looking directly at the sky she suddenly snaps her head back and she's looking directly and then you at you look up and you see two red stars in the sky he's coming
The Fumbled Anthology presents Cold Warning Based on the Call of Cthulhu scenario written by Scott David Anielowski With adaptations written by Alex Green Featuring Emily Moxon as Mari Cledden. I will not let whatever infested monster you brought into this world upon my baby girl. Liam Braid as Professor Percy Weaver. This disease needs to end. It must burn. 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 And introducing Jan Roger as Teddy Clifton, P.I. You've been doing bad things anyway. People like you, corruption runs deep. Alex Green is your keeper of arcane lore and everyone else. Part 9 Two Red Stars. So, why do you want to go to Hudson, Miss Fleur? Can I be honest with you? Of course. I... I had a vision. A, a terrible vision. Of a woman. Mauled by her lover. I know you're looking at me like that, but it's true. I, I saw a house in the woods that was, that was on fire. I saw a child. I saw a vision of a child born from... Inhuman conditions, growing up to enslave humanity. I saw the world turning to ice. It was so vivid. Whatever happens, whatever will happen, I must stop it. I m must stop it. Cancel my Toronto appearance. It will be done, madam. Percy and uh, Greg are outside and as the Wendigo is sort of slowly moving towards them and the wind picks up and the snow starts bucketing down and all of a sudden an eerie howl is heard throughout the whole, uh, the whole clearing. And suddenly, almost as if he's appeared out of the snow, but you see Evan... Burke, the manager. Well, me and Greg probably do. I don't know about the other two. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Greg, Greg, and Greg and um and Percy, you see him approach, almost as if he's come out of the snow. And he sort of looks at you. He looks at you both, and he's like, "What are you? What are you doing here?" Uh, we're 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 here to uh, tra tra trace the uh, contact trace this infection, uh, and to uh, burn everyone infected by it. Uh, these lovely bears here have volunteered to be burned. Uh, uh, which one of you ha would say is feeling the most unwell? We'll start with you, uh, Greg. Here's the log. Uh, uh, this one over here on my left looks quite a, a bit peaky. Uh, we'll, we'll burn you first. Uh, step forward, chap. <laughs> <laughs> He just looks at you dumbfounded. Are you armed? Uh, uh, I, I'm gonna need you to put that burning log down for me, son. Well, I mean, Greg's got a gun. <laughs> Doesn't Greg have a gun? He does have a gun, yeah. You've got to the count of three to put that burning log down before I have to take matters in my own hands. 
how, how are you feeling, uh, Mr. Burke? Evan, how are you feeling? Uh, and I've got my notebook out. I'm like, uh, any symptoms? Have you have you dropped the gut? Have you dropped the the log? Because uh. you if you've got a notepad out and you're starting in a notepad and you've got a log, what do you? Uh, yeah, probably. I think Evan just wants you to drop the log more than anything. Uh, what if, but we need to burn them, Evan. Uh, uh, they're infected. We need to burn them. We're not burning them. Why not? Marilyn is due to give birth. Uh, she's infected too. We need to burn her too. No, no, she's not infected. In fact, she's I think the other two are in there doing it right now. I think that's what they're in there doing. He pushes you both out of the way. And he starts marching towards the, the cabin. I would have tried grabbing Marilyn by the hand, like gently bringing her towards the fire, like the front room, the fire, so I can sort of get a beat on what's going on as well. But I don't know if she'd have a reaction to that. Uh, Teddy, Marie, uh, Evans here, I don't know what he wants, but he, do- he thinks we shouldn't burn Marilyn. As you grab Marilyn, Marilyn screams. <coughs> and she's like, touch me and he tries to like grab like pull her hand away from you and as she screams the wendigos start moving like start howling and like they start getting amped up uh greg i think we should step in tight <laughs> i would ignore her and just drag her to the front room give me a give me a fighting brawl roll sounds like you're trying to do a maneuver 27 with another hard success Ah, okay, so Marilyn, Marilyn is quite strong. Um, so you try to pull her out, but she just, like, is just not willing to, not willing to go. Like, you pull as hard as you can. You try and dra- literally got both hands on her, dragging her out, but she will not budge. You notice a, a hairy figure approach the window, the back window that you crawled into, and it's a Wendigo, and it's, like, scrambling to get in, to get oh. to Marilyn and, and to you. As, as you're doing that, Evan walks into the house and he sees Avery's lying on the floor. Me and Greg are coming back in and shutting the door, by the way. There is no door. Because <laughs> I wanted to close the door last time and I couldn't. <laughs> That's right, there is no door. We're stepping inside and turning around and seeing what Mar- Marie has done. <laughs> can, I, yeah. can I do a thing? Yeah, go for it. Okay. I'm going to grab the knife that I have on my leg that I keep with me at any instance, just in case. Hmm. I'm with this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Alrighty. And because I can't save Marilyn, I'm certainly not going to let whatever this thing is in her belly out into this world. So hmm. I'm going to go and stab her belly. Okay. As as you pick up the knife, uh, Evan says, "What are you doing with that? Put that down." I will not let whatever infested monster you brought into this world upon my baby girl. What in the absolute disgusting hell have you done to her? I don't care. And drives forward with the knife. Uh, Marie, Marie, I think you should be using fire. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, just a, just a tip. <laughs> just a tip, if you want, just a tip on, 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 on killing your goddaughter. Uh, yeah, fire, I believe, is the best course of action. <laughs> Evan sees you walk in, like walking into the back room with the knife in hand, rushing in. Where's Teddy at this point? Uh, well, I've just been trying to drag Marilyn. The Wendigo's just appeared at the window. I'd release Marilyn and pull out the gun to try and shoot at the Wendigo. 
and then I hear people in the behind me, but like that's not the prime concern. Yeah, it might have to be Dex order here. Um, give me a spot hidden, Marie. That's success. That's a success. All right, cool. So you react. You get to react to this. Um, you hear a voice say, "Patrick, put her down." And then Greg Fallon aims his gun at you, and he's going to fire. Uh, so you'll have a chance to dive out of the way. Greg's pointing his gun at me now? Yes. But his name is Patrick. Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. Are you going to try and dodge out of the way? You not, don't give a fuck. Fuck it, I'm going to try and rush it. I'm going to try and get to Marilyn before he shoots me. I hope he's a okay. terrible shot. He shoots you. Yeah, of course he does. <laughs> Alright, you take six damage. Do I make it? That's the question. <laughs> As you open the door, because Teddy Clifton's sort of in the way now. Um, is he in the way? I'd be off to the because as far as I know, she's the, the window's there, the door's behind us. As far as yeah. I know, the door's still open, right? Because she ran out, yeah. so you wouldn't even have to open the door. And I'd just be off to the side, and I'd be like trying to probably move towards the window to protect her from the Windigo, because I'm still trying to keep her alive. Okay, yeah, so, okay, so, so, yeah, as you open the door, Marilyn's the first thing you see. Uh, I will give you a luck roll to see if you can, if Marilyn is, if you can get to Marilyn before you are shot. So give me a luck roll. Fifteen. Fifteen, all right. Roll for damage with that knife. Plus your damage bonus. Right, that's a one. It's, such a, it's not even a bonus goal. <laughs> that's a one so uh yeah so you i guess sort of stab her in the in the belly and she screams even louder and then you feel like your chest cavity just cave out um how much health do you have left after that are you still alive i think that's what we want to know <laughs> no i know um no <laughs> Because, because is it your hit points? Yeah, your hit points. Yeah. Yeah. So you've just, you've, you've just lost five hit points. Yeah, you clocked me with six before, mm. and that would be okay. another six. Yeah. So you just see Marie's uh, chest just cave out or explode, and you can almost see like a hole in her back. It's sort of reaching out, and you probably have a look at this, and you go, "Well, I'll be damned." <laughs> and then you slump to the ground, dead. Sanity rolls for everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She was, she was, she was, she was so lovely to me. Uh, sanity roll. Yep. Fail. Uh, I rolled a twenty-one. Percy Weaver loses four sanity, and you're gonna have another bout of madness. Eddie's gotta obviously quickly turn around to see what the. F like you probably hear Patrick put it down, and then bang. Okay, so yeah. I've heard an unknown voice of Patrick yeah. put it down. Turn around, see Marie getting shot. Can I yeah. see through the door? Uh, yeah, I think the door's open. You probably can, yeah. And you probably see you probably see Greg Fallon like with the gun, or who you think is Greg Fallon with a gun. I'm shooting Greg. Should we be doing Dex order here? I think we should. I think we should do Dex order. Um, or. Greg just went first because he had his gun ready, and now we'll do um, Teddy because he's got his gun ready. I, I think we're both 55, aren't we? Yeah, but Teddy's got his gun out, so he gets the bonus. Yeah. 
Yeah, okay. So yeah, Teddy, uh, give me a firearm roll. He's gonna, he's gonna see, he's like, shit, he's got a gun! He's gonna duck out of the way. Uh, it's just... And he failed, I can, so... I can shoot yep. the multiple times, or I can just shoot once, yeah, right? Yeah, you can shoot multiple times. I think, um, you're probably close enough, you're probably close enough that you've got, uh, you get the blank, blank range bonus. Okay, what does that um, mean? Um, so that means you normally get a bonus die. So if you're, if you're just shooting once, you'll get a bonus die, but because you're shooting three times, the penalty die and the bonus die cancel out. So you just shoot three I'll times I'll just shoot normally. three times. Yeah, go for it. I can't see the other dude. I can't see Evan, can I? Can't see the other guy. You can just see, okay. just see Greg. Yeah. yeah. Alright, I'll shoot three times. Yeah, go for it. So. 45 for the first one, which hits. I mm. think it's below the thing. 65, which misses. Yep. And then a 59, which also misses. But okay. I could spend exactly my nine last luck points to save him. Yep. Sure, you can do that. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll spend the last nine. All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, roll, roll for damage twice then. One's a nine plus two, so that's eleven. And the other one's a five plus two, which is seven. Okay, so that is 18. All right, cool. Yeah, uh, narrate the scene. You shoot Patrick. Uh, turning around, like, seeing Marie come through, stabbing Marilyn, who screams, mm. uh, getting shot mm. in the back from hearing, and then turning around and seeing uh, Greg uh, with a gun, being like, oh shit, he's got a gun. Uh, I'll just pull up my gun, just fire back. <laughs> Three times missing one, mm. but catching him once, missing the second, and then just sort of catching the uh, other one, just catching him in the chest as he falls down, and then yep. a rush. And I yeah, rush to the and... door to like have some cover and looking through the room. Sure. Okay. And um, and pa Patrick or Greg, um, he like he just like you just see the jolt of the body as if the bullet goes through him. And then the second jolt as a bullet goes through him and he clutches his chest and he falls down and he looks, he's not moving. And then you hear, everyone put down your weapons. There needs to be, there does not need to be any more bloodshed. Excuse me, it's my turn. <laughs> Go on, what are you doing? Uh, well, well, I failed my sanity roll, so I'm elevating my, I, I don't just want to burn anything that's infected. This is, every, everyone's too erratic, everyone's too crazy. We need total decontamination right now. Um, how is this room lit? Uh, there is a fireplace. Only a fireplace? No oil lanterns or anything? No, just the fireplace. Uh, any, any sort of flammable substance, like gas, oil? <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry. No. Alright, fuck it. Um, Everyone's crazy, everyone's erratic. We need total decontamination. So I go and pick up two logs from the fire and I'm, I'm just burning the first thing I see. And I just... Like a person? You're going to burn You're gonna burn a person? Well, I need to burn everything. I just need to burn everything. I, st I start throwing logs all over the room. So I, I throw a couple... I run over the fireplace for my turn, throw a couple of flaming logs just around the room randomly and then pick up two and probably square up to burn Evan with it. Yeah, okay. Alright. Um, so, are you, gonna, are you going to take your turn actually hitting him, or are you just going to square up? Dep uh, depends if you want to let me do that in the same turn. Yeah, I, I'll let you. I'll let you. Um, he'll probably dodge. Yeah, so I'll, 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 I'll narrate. So, yeah, uh, like, in my mind, I'm like, this disease needs to be stopped now. 
and so I'm like just fire fire so I run over the fireplace I throw maybe two or three logs just randomly around the room pick up two and then not hit him but like hold one of them to his like shoulder or whatever it is or like so it burns not I'm not hitting him with it I'm like trying to burn him with the oh okay yeah yeah um okay that's probably closer to a maneuver I think because you're not like hitting him but you're point holding it holding yeah, it on him. I'm just trying to hold one to his like Yeah, give me a give me a fighting roll. I'm trying to set him alight whatever clothes he's wearing. Sure. Uh, fuck it. I'm spending twenty luck. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. We need to stop this disease. Twenty luck. Alright, so I'm uh, so hopefully that's enough so he catches a light. Although I know you want to do a monologue. So. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> I don't think it catches a light, because it's very hard to... It is very hard to... Well, then what am I spending 20 luck on? Oh, you can burn him. You're burning him, yeah. Like, he, he won't, he won't like, burst into flames, but he'll definitely feel it. Um, yeah, roll for damage. You can roll a... Give me a... I don't know what the fire did. Fire one. Let's just go... Let's just go D4, I think that, that makes sense. There, there are burn rolls in the rules, but I don't know what Oh, I haven't read them. I haven't read them. Give me a D... Give me, just give me a D4. Three. Three. Yep. Uh, so you hold the, um, he's sort of, like, squirming, and you grab him, and you start holding the, the burning log to him. You need to burn. Yeah, you're infected. Yeah, everyone's infected. You need to burn. You need to burn. Shh. <laughs> Alright, and he, like, yells out in pain. He's like, ah, fuck off! His, his turn was to just yell at everyone to calm down, so he's think he's, his turn's over. Um, the Wendigo in the back room is going to climb in and grab Marilyn and yank Marilyn out of the room. Uh, and you probably you probably see that. Uh, and um, Marilyn is screaming. She's like, don't hurt him! Don't hurt him! As as uh, she's taken away by this by, the, by one of the Wendigo. Teddy, what are you doing? Uh, with that, I think I would try and shoot the Wendigo. Because clearly it's trying to take the Marilyn away to eat her or something. Can I just... Can I pull up the shotgun? Yeah, sure. You can pull up the shotgun. Yeah, and I'll, I'll fire that, I guess. Yep. Wendigo won't dodge. Uh, that's a miss with a 53. Okay, so you shoot. But it misses him. Evan Burke is going to, uh, as he's burning, you hear him say, almost trembling, he says to you, um, I, I, I command, I, I reach out to you, oh Lord, to stop this man, to send him back, and, and embrace him with your cold, bring him into your fold. I call upon you, Ithaca, to guide me, to guide me in my mission to bring you a son. And he stares you down. He's gonna let you burn him more. Oh, he's staring at me. He's just looking at you. He's locked eyes with you as he's saying this. And he's he's even sort of letting go of you. Um and he's he's uh yeah, just continues to like just start spouting nonsense like Ithaca, I call upon you to smite this heathen! And to bring, to bring your cold glory to this earth. 
and take this man as your as your trophy. And he, he's looking at you. Um, what do you want to do? Have any of the logs there through around the room starting to catch the building on fire? Yeah, they're starting to catch, yeah. They're starting to catch. Right, I'm just like, I, I, I'm just incensed and insane. I'm just like, this disease needs to end. It must burn. It must burn. And I'm just like, eyes locked with him as well. And I'm just like staring at him and I'm just like, burn, burn, burn. Give me, give me another, um, give me another damage roll. Alrighty. Number three. Alright. Uh, Teddy, what are you doing? Uh, do I see all this? Uh, with, like, poking my head back through to be like, what the fuck's going on? Well, I mean, you were shooting the Wendigo, but I think you probably hear someone, like, someone raving. Like, two, probably two people raving. Yeah. Uh, I guess I'll have a look and see what the, like, the room, now the room's now on fire. Or starting to catch fire. I'm like, what the fuck? You see me just stand there holding a flaming log at the moment. Yeah. Uh, that's stunned. Uh, I will run over to the window and try and shoot at the Wendigo again, I guess. Yeah, okay. Uh, the Wendigo the Wendigo's probably is just pretty much carrying Marilyn like under one arm, and Marilyn's like yelling out, Don't hurt him! Don't hurt him! And um, and as, as you're probably quite far away now, so I'll probably need a penalty die on your on your shotgun. Oh, uh, can I, like, I guess follow it outside? Yeah, I, I guess, like, try and climb through that window and then chase after it to get closer to try and shoot it. Uh, are there many other Wendigo out this way? You do see, like, three or so Wendigo sort of, like, converging on your position, but they're still far enough away that you don't, they're not, like, in striking distance or anything, but they're starting to come towards you. They're coming towards the house. Okay, I think Marilyn's not going to have a good thing, so they're going to do the humane thing and just... I'm going to aim for her. I think either way, you're that far away that it's going to be a penalty die. Penalty die? Yeah. That's bad. I rolled a 23 and a 43, so that's going to miss. So it's a 43. Yeah, okay. So you shoot again, bang, and it misses. Give me an idea roll. No, that's bad. 60. No, I think it's fine. I think as you're, you probably, you probably only caught a glimpse of Evan, but I think it was enough. You take your mind back to when you were in Joseph and Marilyn's apartment and you saw the photo on the wall of Joseph and Stuart sitting next to each other, you know, hug, hand in hand, arm in arm. And you remember taking that photo, but I don't think you ever looked at the photo. Uh, at least you didn't mention you looked at the photo while you were at the lodge. But your mind just, for some reason, takes you back to that photo. Maybe it's because when you were in the car with, with Ashak, and he was talking about people having fake names at this lodge. His boss was a good guy, in quotation marks, but you had a sense that something was up. Um, I think at that point, that's when the penny drops. And you realize that the man who was fighting Percy was not Evan Burke, but it was in fact Stuart Sutton. And you have this thought, and it's probably something that's irking you. Did you fail your your intelligence roll, or did you pass? Failed, Secure. unfortunately. Okay, I think I think the fact that you didn't pick up on that, uh, you know, great, great private investigator, 
should have probably figured this out earlier. Like, I think you probably lose a sanity, that point of sanity, as you realize that maybe this person's got the better of you. Uh, meanwhile, uh, as uh, Percy is holding this burning log, this like sim ember, ember, basically an ember to Stuart Sutton's body, I will. I'm gonna need you to roll. Give me a power roll, Percy. A power roll, so I'm not smited. Yeah, power roll. So I don't get smited by a god. And I'm. You're gonna need an extreme success. A what? <laughs> an extreme. Yeah. Can I push it? <laughs> it's an opposed roll. You cannot push it. Uh, nah. It's just a normal success. Okay. You suddenly, as you're burning, you hear. A wild shriek almost coming from inside of you and it fills you with intense fear so much fear that you probably drop the the ember in your hand and you're just, just like sh like just completely shaking with fear you step back and um, the man in front of you continues to smite you and you suddenly feel like the roof of this house just just is torn off by this wind that has started to gush through and you look up and you see two red stars in the sky burning down upon you and you just have this look of fear on your face and as you look at your you sort of look down at your hands and you start to notice that there's ice forming on your hands and it's almost as if this cold is coming from inside of you and you're up you all of a sudden you can't you can't move your legs you're frozen solid you're just frozen in fear as this intense cold burn just permeates through your whole body you see a hand your right hand turn to completely frozen to ice you see your left hand turn completely frozen to ice and then the look of horror on your face as a man in front of you smiles and and almost cackles at you as your vision blurs and goes red and then goes blue and then goes black. And if anyone else is looking was in the room looking at you, they would just see Percy Weaver nice. trapped in ice. <laughs> completely immobilized like blood vessels popped and just am I uh, conscious or am I dead <laughs> no, you're dead you're dead my friend but my, my last my last thought was of the fact that well uh, I never told anyone this but my last thought it was during the Spanish flu the reason I'm so adamant of cleansing diseases I came home and my wife had the flu and I ran and I ran and my last thought is how I abandoned her and it didn't matter <laughs> okay so the the Wendigo are quite fast um, you they start to get further and further away from you and they're running into into the through the snow um you probably lose sight of them but you can like the 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 footprints in the snow 
Uh, they're quite obvious, like, it's they're trudging through, so you can track them pretty easily, you won't need a track roll. Um, would I be able to, like, on the way try and find a piece of wood or something and rip off, like, something, and just, just to make a torch for light, because I imagine, like, I'll need to be following my way through, and that way at least I've got some sort of flame, which I know they don't like. Yep, I think, yeah, I think so. Um, I think you can do that, manage that pretty easily. Yeah. Um, but you eventually come across a giant mound of snow that is in a clearing and you see um, at the top of this clearing you see some Wendigo that have gathered when you arrive uh, as, as you're arriving the wind picks up again and um, the snow starts to bucket down a little bit but I don't think it stops you if anything, it makes you more determined to um, to get to this mound. When you arrive at the top, when you arrive at this mound, you see uh, two no, yeah two people. One is uh, wearing a, a a jacket. It looks like the same jacket that Evan was wearing. The other one is Hewitt. And as you approach closer, you see. Um, there's a, a large bundle of sticks that have been gathered and they're sort of placed almost like a bed on the top of this mound and Marilyn Sutton is lying there and she's screaming in pain and Hurit is there and Hurit's holding her hand and she's like, it's okay it's okay, the baby's coming the baby's coming, It'll, the pain will be over soon and and um Stuart is there and he's looking um, he's sort of looking nervous anticipate, nervous anticipation the Wendigo have gone by the way it's just them, those two now and Marilyn is there anything you want to do? Uh, I draw my pistol and obviously approach uh, so just go that don't move uh, like I've got the torch as well in one hand the pistol in the other so like very much can clearly see that I'm holding a gun at them um, and here it probably speaks up first and she says no no please don't she's having her baby please what are you doing put the gun down and she's it's okay Marilyn it's okay the baby the baby's coming and Marilyn starts to like like starts to breathe heavily and she's panting and she's sweating and she starts to reach in pain and uh, Stuart says to you the baby's on its way don't hurt Apparently this infection could be worse than the Spanish flu or something. And all those bears and creatures. She's not sick. She's not sick. She's never been better. Trust me. And, um... And here it is like, please, please don't. Please don't. And, um, I think at this point, uh, are you going to put the gun away? Are you going to advance closer? I'd advance, advance. Yeah, I don't, I don't trust these people. Yeah. Okay. At that point, Stuart pulls out a pistol and he aims it. I'd try and shoot at him. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as he pulls out a gun, I'm shooting him. All right. Give me a firearm roll. If only you had three luck. <laughs> Did you miss? <laughs> yeah, I missed. Okay. You miss. Like he sort of glances by and he sort of stops for a bit. And then he pulls it out again and he points it at you and he says, If 
I die, if I die, then all the Wendigo that live in this forest will no longer be bound to me. They'll no longer be able to do my bidding. Do you know what happens when a Wendigo is no longer bound to their master? And he's, he asks you this question. He's probably waiting for an answer. Do you know? I imagine bad things. Yeah, bad things. I also imagined that you've been doing bad things anyway. Oh no. People like you, corruption runs deep. I'll uh, throw my gun away at this point to try and try and put them to ease because I'm like. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Oh no. No, these aren't bad things. These are. These are great things. You don't understand. You don't understand, Mr. Clifton. The things. The things that we'll be able to do. That, that this. This child will be able to do. They'll be able to shape the world. Shape the world in our image. And chaos will soon reign. And the Lord will finally. Finally! be able to sow chaos upon this land and then as he says this Marilyn starts screaming in pain and you see something like like starting to poke out of her belly um, and you suddenly hear the cracking of ribs and blood starting to spill onto off, off from her from her stomach and then onto the ground and she's screaming in pain here it is is shocked and she just steps back and she is just too stunned to even speak. And Marilyn starts writhing and and you see like just almost like her, her chest cavity just bursts. And she had one final howl of pain and anguish. And then suddenly you hear a cry, a, a cry of a child, a, an infant, a newborn. Howling into the night. Um, at this stage, I'm probably going to get shot for this. Because how far away is he? He is probably about five meters away. I think I'd try and. I think what I think whatever you do, whatever you you tell me what you want to try to do. But I think at this point, if you want to do anything except stand there in, in horror, I'm going to need a sanity roll because you've just witnessed a pretty traumatic event. Yep. Uh, 62, so that's a failure, which is fair. This is the one to fail. You lose four sanity. Okay. How much sanity have you lost? Eight. Eight. How much sanity did you start with? 60. Alright, so you're fine. You, yeah, you're all good. Um, yeah. So, just initial reaction, and then if there's time, you might be able to do something else. Okay, I do the big thing. Yeah, go on. I'm going to reach into my... I don't know, like inside jacket and pull out that molotov yeah and I'm just gonna try and light it and then throw it at where Marilyn was where I'm guessing like they're all clumped up but I'm guessing I'm probably gonna get shot well I don't think that's gonna happen but what will oh, happen okay. is normally in a snowstorm Trying to light anything in a snowstorm would probably require a luck roll. But you don't have any luck, do you? No. <laughs> so, 
you take the Zippo. I, I don't think they're looking... I think uh, Stuart is too preoccupied with his birth to notice what you're doing, but I think you get the Zippo out and you start flicking and flicking and flicking and flicking and you're, uh, you're frantically the flicking the torch. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Just, uh, okay. Yeah, and you're trying to get this thing to light. And it probably... It probably catches, but the the wind instantly snuffs out this this thing, um, and you're probably not able to get get the uh, because as as uh, uh, M not Marie but M said that you know torches tend to go out pretty pretty easily, and it does not catch. But Stuart isn't looking at you; he's looking at this baby, and his face starts. This is like this excitement, this triumph that his plan has finally come to fruition. And then he picks up, and then he, it becomes like surprise and shock as this, the baby cries out and he goes to, he goes towards Marilyn and he picks up the baby. And it's just, it's just like a normal human boy. It's just a normal looking baby. And he's just like this instant confusion just washes over his face and then this confusion leads to anger and he's like what the fuck is this and this baby's like eh, 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 crying this this you were supposed to be a, a demigod this is just it's just a human the fuck nine months i i worked on this for nine months i killed my own family for this it's just a boy what the fuck? Ithaca! I trusted you! I curse! Fuck you, Ithaca! I curse you! I curse your name! And he drops the baby, and the baby sort of lands, like, safely on Marilyn's body, and Marilyn sort of, like, weakly looks up, has one look at this baby, has a smile, and then just falls back, eyes are blank. Here it is shocked. Meanwhile, uh... Stuart Sutton is raving and raving and raving about Ithaca and like, curse you! Curse you! I hate you! I hate you! And then all of a sudden, the wind howls and picks up and the snow starts to bucket down and thunder starts boiling overhead. And uh, here it is, is standing up and she's just shocked at what's going on. And, uh... Teddy, I'm gonna give you give you a chance here. Uh, give me a intelligence roll. Uh, 32, so pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, success. You have a feeling that what you're about to witness is very, very traumatic and very, very inhumane, and you have this idea that you should probably run. You don't have to, but you have this idea that you should probably run. Can I try and? run and grab the baby and then run away yeah absolutely yeah yeah 100 percent. so i think in, in one so yeah i think Stuart is too busy preoccupied that in one fell swoop you run you rush in you grab this baby and you, you start running um as you do this um you run you as you're running back uh you notice uh, as you run into the woods, you hear a loud shriek, almost inhuman, as loud as you can, and you just hear, uh, you see Stuart yelling out, no, 
No. 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean. I. I did. I did. And then silence. And you you start running. The tree line is there. And you, are you just you just piss bolting at this point, right? I'm booking it because apparently this window goes out. I'm literally trying to get back to the lodge. That's uh, probably caught on fire. And I'm just trying to get to safety with this innocent child. Okay. Um, as you're running, as you, uh, just as you approach the clearing, you just see a, a massive thud <laughs> hit the ground directly in front of you. Maybe like a meter to the right. So you can probably run past it. It's it's the mangled corpse of Stuart Sutton. He has oh. basically fallen. It's almost as if he's fallen from a great height. Uh, but yeah, you just ignore it and you keep running uh, and you hit the tree line and you're running through the trees. Uh, and as you're running, you feel, you start hearing these footsteps, these massive footsteps from behind and they get louder and louder. Are you gonna keep running? burning lodge. Yeah, yeah. And as you're, you're running through the trees and all of a sudden this wind picks you up into the air and you you sail above the tree line. You're still holding this baby and you say you, you sort of feel yourself being lifted up above the tree line and then into the night sky. If you look above, you see... Um, you see the guest cabin is now aflame. You see the hunting lodge further off in the distance is also aflame. And as you look, you, you sort of um, you sort of twist it around, and your eyes are fixed on two stars burning in the sky, and they make out a face. Give me a sanity roll. That's success. Uh, Eleven. Well, you lose ten sanity. Yep. Could be a lot worse. As the baby is wrenched from your, almost wrenched from your hands, and then you start to fall. The god, the god wanted their baby. And you fall, and you fall, and you fall, and. What's the last thing that goes through your mind as you fall? Uh, probably the last thing that goes through my mind. Uh, yeah, probably like, I should never take this fucking job. Uh, and at least I die trying to do the right thing. You see the trees come into your periphery. Yep. And then nothing. are baffled after
the residents in Hudson, Maine uncovered a grisly discovery at a hunting lodge just north of the township. Appeared to have been frozen solid due to the conditions over the past few days. The manager, Stu- This was the Fumbled Anthology. New episodes are released every Sunday. And for more information about the podcast, check out our website, fumbledanthology.com, or you can find us on the social media of your choice. Until next time.